0: Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and uh, this is something I'm so excited uh, to bring to you today. This is a channeling that I did this morning. today is September 14th, 2015. Channeled Ascended Master Jehuty, spelled D J E H U T Y, also known as Thoth and Saint Germain and Merlin, and I've been talking to him for weeks, for a moment here and there, two minutes here, five minutes there, about Alzheimer's and dementia, looking at the sources of that. So I've been asking questions and trying out ideas, and he said, look, when the time is right, I'm I'm happy to come through and uh, offer you this thing, and you can record it, whatever. And so I've been thinking about it for, for months, honestly, and it's been coming up, and even people have asked me questions, what would Jehudi say about this? And So that happened this morning, uh, and I'm really happy uh, to be able to bring this uh, to you today. You can support this free audio. It's free, obviously, but you can support it using the link, support this original audio, etc., to the right of my SoundCloud profile page, and that helps. Uh, Moving away from commercial radio into this kind of a space, I am going to ask for your support. So you can do that. This is about the sources. the energetic causes of Alzheimer's and dementia. But as it turns out, it's a great teaching for all of us about the nature of mind and how to understand when it gets imbalanced. It's a fantastic teaching for that. I just finished listening to it after channeling it, you know, editing this hour-long mp3, I realize that it's a fantastic tool for for a discussion about the role of mind and how we deal with emotions, how our mind considers who we are and and what's happened to us, what choices we've made, and how uh, judgment-worthy those things are. So thanks a lot for for coming here. I hope that you enjoy this and spread the word word on this uh, teaching. Uh, This is a really important one for all of us. This is Ascended Master Jehudi speaking, also known as Thoth, Saint-Germain, and Merlin. And in this recording, I will share with you some perspectives on the energetics of dementia and Alzheimer's, something that is concerning quite a lot of you these days, seems to be an increasingly serious problem, widespread. So I wish to offer you a perspective from the bird's eye view on what is happening, And how this is a manifestation of your own consciousness and energy field. I mean this on the individual level, but of course you can abstract it to understand and uh, to talk about the collective side of it as well. You'll understand what I'm getting at with the collective need, the collective manifestation, when you understand that many individuals comprise the collective. We'll talk about the uh, individual side of it. With Alzheimer's specifically, there's a great deal of research by your scientists to look at the causes, the processes, to attempt to stave it off, to attempt to slow it down. And they understand that the basic, so to speak, building block of this disease is plaques in the brain, amyloid plaques. So something has been accumulated and a plaque is created. I want you to realize that this is in fact the expression or the manifestation of a long-term process. All physiological expressions, all of your health issues, have energetic sources. So I want you to really see the energetics behind Not being able to remember who you are or who your loved ones are. The energetic baseline within you that would inspire you to create forgetting. Not being able to think straight. Not being able to function on your own. The second childhood manifesting where you need to be taken care of. And the intention that I have for showing you the energetics behind it is that you can understand the collective manifestation and that you can work on your own portion of this experience, supporting your health now and supporting your health in the future. As a collective, you are currently on the cusp, just the very beginning, of learning what it means that you are energetic beings. You look at the manifestations in your bodies, and you have a certain kind of ideas, certain sets of ideas about how these things happen and what to do about them. When you truly understand that you are sets of energetic commands that are wrapped up with emotions and these affect consciousness and they shape your beliefs which in turn also continue to affect consciousness which manifests as your day to day experience when you understand this chain of manifestation you will no longer be looking at how to treat a disease but how to ensure that consciousness is flowing. Energy through the body is flowing, that emotions in the field, in the life, in the history, in the present-day reality are flowing, and this creates health and wellness. So think about all of the things that science, your science team, I like to call them, is researching. They are manifestations of misunderstandings about how energy and emotion work. Now today as we talk about Alzheimer's and dementia, we are talking about the mind. You see the effects on the brain, the organ in your body, but we are talking about an energetic source in the mind, the seat of consciousness, the seat of uh, self-awareness, how you perceive and process information, how you Generate responses to information? What kinds of circumstances can you imagine would inspire you to energetically manifest not being in your own mind any longer, not being able to care for yourself? Not knowing what era or decade of life it is. Not recognizing your loved ones. What kinds of situations in energy flow and emotion that affect consciousness, that affect ideas and beliefs and how you see the world and yourself, what kind of scenarios do you imagine could inspire this? In a very important way, we're talking about humanity not yet knowing what to do with pain. And with Alzheimer's and dementia, we're talking about holding painful scenarios in consciousness. Because you don't know what to do with pain, and you are now living longer than ever, the average Lifespan is increasing because of your technological marvels and understanding of health and nutrition and treating diseases. People are living longer. No, at no time on the history of this planet have people had to hold the confusion that can come with pain in consciousness so long. At no time In the history of the planet, have people en masse needed to stay aware of what has hurt them for so long? Now, I'm talking about collective pain as well as individual pain. I'm talking about the things that people do to each other, and I'm talking about the choices that an individual makes, has made. What might you have guilt over that you might not be sure how to forgive yourself, how to let yourself off the hook as a divine being, a work in progress? How long do you think that you can hold the tension in your consciousness about guilt before your mind says, I cannot do this any longer? before you begin leaking energy because you are not sure what it is supposed to mean that you did something, that you are the kind of person who did something that inspired guilt, that was worthy in your mind of being guilty, of taking on that mantle, that weight of responsibility for having done wrong how much shame do you think you can hold in your consciousness how much shame can you carry how long can you do that without being able to reconcile That you are somebody who, in your mind, deserves shame. How long could you keep that up before your mind says, I'd rather forget? I'd rather go back to my childhood. I'd rather forget you, loved one. I'd rather create a circumstance in which it's impossible to remember you or to remember you in uh, real time now, not just elements of our history. But I think I'd rather go back to childhood when things were simpler and I hadn't done anything to deserve shame. And the same regarding guilt and shame with regret, self-judgment, self-criticism. How much do you think you can take? Now, some of you may hear this and say, well, I can take quite a lot which is a way of saying, I believe I can handle quite a lot more. I believe I can maintain this groove I'm in. I believe I can handle a lot. But it taxes your system. To leak energy and to contain toxic energy, it taxes you. And so, on one level, in the final analysis from the energetic perspective, the consciousness energetic perspective, Alzheimer's and dementia are expressions of not being able to keep all of that straight. As divine beings, As energetic beings, as souls, living human experiences, you are here. You are incarnated on this planet to learn over time to connect with your true nature as divine beings, which is loving, which is creative. If you have a self-image that inspires guilt, shame, regret, self-doubt, then you are not being creative. You are locked in a moment, a self-judging moment of one kind or another. And yet deep down, you know that you are lovable because that is your true nature, to give love, to receive love. So the kinds of life experiences that come up, that inspire deep pain, that you might not know how to deal with because of the self-image that results from these experiences. The self-image can lead you to stay stuck in a pattern that disconnects you from your divine nature, but you know this isn't right. I'm not really that person who would do something like this, but I did it. How can I hold those two things in my mind? I need love. I deserve love. I deserve to give and receive love. I'm lovable. But this event has occurred, or I made this choice. I had this response in some situation. I treated you this way. I treated myself this other way how can I hold those two things in my mind? There is no reconciliation possible, and the mind essentially begins to give up. And this is not to, so to speak, blame the victim of people who are in the situation of having Alzheimer's or dementia, It is a manifestation, and we are all responsible for our energetic manifestations. But being responsible in this context is not about judgment and criticism and making them wrong, or making you wrong if you are in this situation. Can you get closer to your true nature as a divine, loving being, as soul? which is love, loving consciousness, creator consciousness, that is only possible of loving when you are not embodied, can you get closer to that? Or does this thing in your history, on your grand list of personal choices during your life, does this thing mean that you are not possible, not possibly loved, does it mean that you are not a loving being, this choice, this experience you've had? Is that what it means? You will, through pain, spin your mind out of balance if you insist on judging yourself for what has occurred and what you have chosen. Not everybody in that situation will manifest dementia and or Alzheimer's. But that is one manifestation of this process. Is love important? Does being kind and generous matter. You, as a human, as a soul, living a human life, a divine being made of creative, loving essence, you need to believe this. And yet, if you in your mind have entrenched images of yourself and others as worthy of judgment, You can, over the long haul, not hold both things in consciousness without losing ground, leaking energy, and deteriorating. You cannot hold all things in your mind like this. All things cannot possibly be true. So, what I want to do is to give you an image of what is true. What is true? is that you are souls here on earth to forget it, to forget this truth. You are here to learn how to evolve a decision-making process from I might be alone, there might not be enough, I don't know if I'm loved, Can I afford to give? Can I afford to love others? Into making decisions based in love. So going from a process of default fear into a choice to love. Making decisions motivated by love instead of fear. This is what every soul is here on this planet to do. This is why you do this. This is why souls incarnate. I'm going to go there, feel like I'm one of thousands, hundreds, or millions, or billions, and I'm going to think there's not enough. I'm going to wonder about my survival. I'm going to try to get love. I'm going to try to get safety and support and security. I'm going to try to ensure survival. I'm going to try to figure out how to make the right choices, how to make choices that I want, how to get what I want and need. And I'm going to cycle through motivations inspired in and grounded in fear. And that will be my learning process. My learning laboratory. To learn to make choices based in and grounded in a loving motivation. That is the story of your life and every other human life that has ever occurred. And is occurring now. So you are, by goddess and God's design, a work in progress. By your own design as a divine being, a work in progress, learning to make choices, learning about the costs of making choices. Learning to see the results of making fear-based choices and ultimately saying, that doesn't work for me. Let me make a different kind of choice. Become more loving. Become more kind, generous, compassionate, accepting. Kind, generous, truthful, loving. And let me explore that. Let me me get to the place where I can see every one of us as connected and not in competition. And this is not new age fluff trying to blow smoke up your ass to make you think good things about living in the new age. This is what your soul has you here to do. This is why every human is born. Elsewhere I've talked about this process of every human life, in fact, hinges upon learning what love is, where it comes from, and who's responsible for giving it to whom? I said this too and through this channel so many times over the years, and then I gave him what we could think of as the punchline, which is, you need to become the source of love for yourself. Every human needs to become the source of love for the self. So talking about defaulting, default fear motivations to choosing love motivations, you begin life needing the love of others, needing the support, care, cleaning, feeding, nurturing, warmth, protection of others. And so from your infancy, from your emergence as humans, from your birth, it appears that others are responsible for loving you and then the rest of your life, beyond childhood, is an exercise in unwinding that to become the source of love for yourself. That is what you are doing here. You are a work in progress. Now everybody else is as well. So if you have done something that has caused others pain, then from the soul's point of view, they need to experience that pain in order to grow, to become the source of love for themselves. You are each affecting others deeply and powerfully in meaningful ways all the time. Unless you isolate yourself and don't speak to people and hide. You are impacting others. They are impacting you. Well, what framework do you use to understand this reality? Is the world full of opportunities, relationships, to mess things up, to prove that you're not lovable and loving, to prove that you deserved that failure or that abuse that you may have experienced, that sense of meaninglessness or impotence, sense of powerlessness that you always thought you had, that you couldn't imagine you deserved? That you couldn't fully embrace without throwing your arms up in the air? But felt was with you always? Felt might be your destiny? Or is the world full of opportunities? Is life and all your relationships and experiences a very long list of opportunities To find out more about how to go from fear into love. About how to go from expecting others to love you in the ways that you need to becoming the source of love for yourself. The mindset is yours to choose. Your soul sets up outside time. You think of it as before you were born, because you think of time as linear. But outside the space-time dimension, your soul makes agreements with other souls. To have various kinds of relationships and to bounce off each other. To reflect each other's vibrations. You cannot learn about yourself without the reflections of others. In fact, all that is, the great big, as the channel would say, blob of divine consciousness intact, before it differentiates itself and separates into discrete beings, such as humans and animals, when it is all together, it cannot know itself, because it is omniscient, all-knowing, all-loving, all-creating, pure. Cannot know itself. And so it is sitting around outside time, we could say sitting around one day outside time, saying, But I can't know myself because I'm all seeing and all loving. So all that is has this great idea to portion off pieces of itself that forget the nature of loving kindness the nature of endless love, empowerment through love, empowerment through peaceful acceptance of all that is, of all that happens. These discrete portions need physical vehicles in order to perceive they are unique, disconnected individuals. They are on their own. But they have a connection in their consciousness and in their hearts to the wisdom of the divine, that is, soul. The portion of divine consciousness, the portion of all that is, that's running things, so to speak. This is not to say that soul is controlling your life, but soul is connected to you and observing your choices so that God and goddess, all that is, can learn about what it looks like what it means and costs, what it feels like to go from fear into love, to go from a default of I might be alone to an advanced stage of we're all connected, I am safe and secure, I am loved, I have the power of love, I can generate it at any time. That's the power of the divine. I can choose to bring love and a loving perspective, compassionate acceptance, generosity and kindness, the benefit of the doubt. I can choose to bring all of those to every situation in my life, and this is my divine power, but I'm going to go figure it out as a human. What that means. What does it feel like? What's the struggle like? What if I hold on to a grudge? What if I feel like I'm in competition with somebody else? Meaning there's not enough love. What if I can't uphold a commitment to somebody that I do love? What does that mean about me? And here enters the individual process of each mind. How do I deal with that pain and that choice I made? The pain from something I did or something someone else did or something that happened to me or my group. How do I deal with that choice? How can I file the reality that I made that choice? Am I really a good person if I gave up my child? Can I really think of myself as a loving person after I stole that money? Am I really a good parent if I didn't go to the kids' games, concerts, recitals? If I missed birthdays? If I couldn't really validate that kid? If I couldn't open my heart and share? Am I a good person if I never made it back to family reunions? if I had to leave family for some reason, My good person? If I had to destroy this thing that worked well for other people? If I did something that caused people to lose jobs or property or health, safety? If I did something that caused an accident that hurt people or killed people? If I disappointed my loved ones? Can I really think of myself as a good person? From the soul's perspective, you are a work in progress learning to go from fear into love. But your mind, your linear logical self, your conscious self, is not connected to soul, to the wisdom of loving guidance. Your mind is an administrator whose job it is to ensure that you don't make the wrong decisions, so that you don't create pain for yourself and others. Your mind's job is about insurance, logistics, planning, liability damage, being the right kind of person so you don't have to apologize, being the right kind of person so you can have love, so you can ensure that you are the kind of person who seems to deserve love, though you've made certain choices, etc. How can you hold in your mind what you've chosen, and what you need to believe is true? All of you have made choices that move you and or others away from being loving. And all of you need, need to believe that you are loved and worthy of love. And it is this tension that cannot be reconciled in the mind, in the conscious self. And so the mind begins to go. Because both things cannot be true, it is not possible for each thing to be true according to your mind. So, my invitation to you is to go through your life history and evaluate the tenor of the narrative. You have written to explain that history. History is a narrative. There are facts, facts occur, and then a story is attached to help make sense of those facts. So, what does it mean that you made a choice that caused yourself pain? What does it mean that you made a choice that caused someone else pain? Go through and honestly evaluate the beliefs you have woven into that narrative. If there is anything other than peaceful acceptance that you are catalyst for others while they are catalysts for you in your learning growth to see yourself, to see what you vibrate in situations and in the faces of others, and in the words of others, so that you can go as a divine being from learning about life through fear-based choices to learning about life through loving motivations, and thereby eventually connecting with your true nature as a divine being. If there is anything else in there, friend, then you have beliefs to unwind, and you are carrying things that are based in judgment that take you away from love. One simple trick is to think about something that's been on your mind and heart for quite a long time, and to notice if there is a charge. Is there an emotional charge? Does an emotion suddenly rush to the surface? Do you suddenly feel anxious, scared, regretful, sorrowful, angry, anything? If there is an emotional charge, then that part of the narrative has a belief attached to it that does not serve you. So you need to process these things, one by one, to change the narrative. We often call this rewriting the history of what has happened to you, reframing the narrative. What does it mean that I made this choice? And the brain says, well, you didn't have enough info, you weren't prepared, you didn't care enough, you were sloppy, whatever. But in fact, you were learning how to make a choice, how to choose free will and deal with the consequences so that you can go from fear into love. Every single thing that you have chosen can be characterized this way effectively. So why did I make that choice? that cost me money, that caused you pain, that adversely affected my health, that caused an accident that changed something. Why did I do that? I'm, I'm learning about choices over the long term, and that served that journey. What did I learn from that experience? Oh, if you do this, there is this consequence. This is what is manifest. This is what you create through this kind of choice. So if you can in this moment now, today, view yourself as a divine being who has forgotten because you have aligned with the logic of your mind, which cannot connect with your true nature. If you can adapt to that, get in your body, get in your heart, clear things out. If you can rewrite that history, You don't need to hold in your mind and your consciousness conflicting needs. One being the innate human need to be loving and to feel loved. And the need of the mind to hold on to the narrative, the belief about what it means that pain has occurred to self or other. If you're doing it right, this will take months and years. And I'm not telling you this so that you can prevent Alzheimer's or dementia in yourself. I'm telling you this so that you can see this most important chapter in the evolution of you as a divine being, and therefore the collective, when many people get it. When many people grasp this, The situation, which Alzheimer's, dementia, dementia are manifestations, which is, I don't know how to hold this tension. I don't know how to hold this self-judgment. It's too much for me to hate you. It's too much for me to hate myself. It's too draining for me. To not see through history and love you as a part of my life, as a part of my heart, as connected to my soul. Once again, your true nature as a divine being, as a soul, is to love. And you have come to this planet incarnated as you are. to experience the perception that others are to love you. Remember being an infant or that image of someone being an infant. Of course, you need support, love, safety, cleaning, feeding, warmth, nurturing, safety, protection, validation. It's okay that you're here. We want you here. We love you. You're always safe. And then you grow up. And the mind says, well, that was an okay fantasy for a few years, but look at what the world is like. Now I have to begin judging myself for not being perfect. So if you decide that you need to align with judging yourself for not being perfect, eventually your mind will wear out. Eventually, your consciousness will not be able to hold the contradictions and tensions. So I invite you to decide, as you rewrite your history, to view all situations that cause pain and anxiety, anger, resentment, bitterness, disappointment, sense of meaninglessness or purposelessness. I want you to view all those things as modules and uh, road signs along the path, traffic signs, so to speak, along the path of you learning how to make choices and deal with the results and go from fear into love. And you rewrite the entire history of your life to see yourself as a divine being, learning to become the source of love for yourself, because that is your true nature. That is your divine essence. You are not your mind or your body. You are not those choices. You are not that perceived failure. You are not the person who couldn't deliver. You are not the person who couldn't love enough that other person who loves you. You are not that person who couldn't tell the truth in that situation. You are not that person who cheated, who lied, who stole. So rewrite this entire history of those painful experiences. Rewrite the narrative. Viewing yourself always as a divine being, a work in progress, giving yourself the benefit of the doubt that you are not those experiences, you are not the sum of your choices, but you are a divine being whose life unfolds according to a logic that your linear logical mind cannot grasp. The logic of soul holds that everything that happens to you reflects what you need to learn about yourself so that you can proceed along your journey to become the source of love for yourself. Numerous rejections do not mean you're not lovable. They mean that you are not loving yourself yet, as one example. Numerous what you might perceive as failures, shortcomings being revealed, do not mean that you're not good enough. It means that you have not yet accepted that you are a work in progress, and you have some expectation of perfection that is not reasonable, because you have not accepted that you are a work in progress, as another example. One of the other sources that Alzheimer's and dementia can be manifestations of is a sense of powerlessness. One of the things you should realize is a bit of a contextual info about the role of mind in modern life. It has not always been that mind is all that matters in your cultures, but it is that way now in your perception. The overemphasis on mentality on gathering data, processing data, using data, then considering yourselves as computers with these pesky bodies that happen to break down at inconvenient times, with these pesky emotions that gum up the works and cause you to have to feel things all the time. This is ridiculous, your mind says. I should be allowed to be productive. If... You emphasize mind over body, heart, spirit, soul, emotions, heart. If you do that, you are imbalanced. You cannot achieve everything with your mind. You can only achieve certain things that are worth doing with your mind. Again, your mind is an administrator, a logician, scheduler. Accountant, court reporter, judge. So if you live a life through your mind, you undoubtedly will interpret things that don't go your way as indications that you haven't tried hard enough, so you try harder. You haven't worked hard enough, so you work harder. As essentially indications that seem to intimate you may be powerless in the end. the mind sees your eventual death as a marker of powerlessness. Not as related to the cycles of nature that all things are born and die, which is how it works on earth. But your mind has elevated itself to be the pinnacle of your faculties, to be the apex of your potential. If the mind has that power, I guarantee you that your body and your emotions are suffering. And if you view things through the lens of your mind, and I am compassionate toward you if you do, you have been trained to do so. Most people on the planet have been trained to do this for thousands of years. So it is not only in your conditioning in this life, it is in your etheric or subtle bodies over the course of many lives. But if you view life and yourself through the lens of mind, again, your mind does not know how to connect to the wisdom of soul, which is loving. Your mind cannot connect to your true nature as divine beings, because it needs to control things to create outcomes it can rely upon and that serve its agenda also not trying to paint a picture that you are possessed by something. It is your mind. It's an aspect of your personality. But again, it is an administrator. It is not the divine. It makes things happen in a certain way in 3D on the earth plane, but it does not work with the universe. It is not divinely powerful. It is not powerful through surrender to what is true. True. And what is true is that all things that happen to you reflect your vibrations that show you everything that you need to learn about how you vibrate and how to evolve on your path. So if you are living life through the mind, your perceptions are skewed to 3D logic. Your brain sees nothing wrong with this because it lives in 3D. And it has done everything it can to convince you that it is you. That you are it. That no other perspectives matter. That no other perspectives could possibly tell you something true. look at how science treats psychics, mediums, channels. Look at how the scientific mindset views divination tools such as tarot and astrology. Things are changing slowly. Qualified scientists with open minds doing research here and there. But if you live through this lens, the reason that is clung to, that you made the choice 20 years ago that caused yourself pain or that ne- adversely affected your health or hurt somebody else or something. The reason necessitates self-judgment, self-hatred, regret, self-doubt. If you live through the logic of mind, you must... Judge yourself and others for what seems not perfect according to your linear logical mind. You don't have a choice. And if you do that, you find out constantly that you are powerless to control things as you desire, as it desires. And so Alzheimer's and dementia can also be seen as manifestations of the tension that your mind experiences because it knows it is, in the end, powerless to create the world the way it needs to to have its agenda unfold appropriately. According to your mind, there's never enough time According to your mind, there is something—at least one major thing—in your past that you have messed up. According to your mind, there is no divine. There is no magic. According to your linear, logical mind, there is not enough love. There may be no love, because look at what th- look at this thing that happened. Look at how that made me feel. Look at that accident. Look at that getting fired. Look at that divorce. Look at that rejection. Look at that uh, being cut off from a family when I needed the most. Look at that abuse that happened. Obviously, I'm not loved. Obviously, there's not enough love. So the mind wants you to think it is you and you are it. But it is not enough, and if you run through the cycles of believing what the mind says, aligning with mind and not heart and emotions and body, then you will live with the fear that is engendered through knowing, through recognizing that it, you, are powerless that it is powerless, and you are it, so therefore you are powerless, if you believe that. How long can you fight in the face of inevitable powerlessness? And so we can also look at Alzheimer's and dementia as manifestations of not being able to hold this, not being able to fight to control things, and ultimately finding out that we are not in control. So Alzheimer's and dementia, from a a collective standpoint, can also be viewed as a manifestation of the burnout and the need to surrender control over what life means and who gets to decide who we are. And what Framework through which we will view life and ourselves and each other and our choices. Get in your body. Scan your body. Meditate. Scan your body. Listen to how your body responds to foods and supplements, how your body responds to sexual activity, exercise or a lack of those. Listen to your body. Scan your body daily. Live inside your body. This is good daily routine work. When you do that you will find emotions that need to be brought up and processed. You truly get in your body, you will find the energies stored there speaking to you through emotion. And of course thoughts will occur in relation to these emotions. Meanings about past situations your brain will perceive you need to defend your mind. Really getting into your body will cause you to feel the energies that are stored there as emotion. So also get into your emotions. Be willing to feel, but decide that you can learn what to do with these feelings and thoughts and beliefs and attitudes. If you keep busy with the linear logical mind because you don't know what to do with thoughts and feelings and emotions that cause pain and tension and dissonance, then you're setting yourself up to find out that you're powerless, because your mind is not the be-all, end-all of your being. And I'll just tell you here, frankly, your mind cannot possibly tell you how to get where you, as a spiritual being, need to go. And so consider all your beliefs incorrect. If you have a belief that is not centered in you as a work in progress, that is not based in you learning as you go and deserving the benefit of the doubt, deserving love but realizing you need to become the source of love for yourself, then the belief is garbage. Do not judge yourself for having garbage beliefs. All of you do until you train yourself out of creating and holding on to them, of course. I also challenge you to learn to see the patterns of your life as extended modules or repeated opportunities to learn all these things about who you are and how you vibrate. Again, a bunch of rejections would not truly indicate that you are not lovable, It is that you are not accepting yourself. If you cannot get love from others over and over, it is not that you are not lovable or loved. It is that you need to look at yourself and love yourself. If people won't listen to you over and over, they can't hear the truth of what you're saying, you are not hearing the truth of what you're feeling or thinking. So learn to see these patterns in your life in a new way, and you become to be empowered through working with the vibrations the manifestations coming to you then the mind is no longer tyrannical overlord appointed self-appointed for life self-appointed dictator then <laughs> the mind is not only in charge mind is one part of your being please use it But please let it serve your heart and spirit and body. Think of this as a team endeavor, though your mind will constantly want to take over and be in charge. Think of it as a team endeavor to create balance and wholeness so that you can be peaceful and active when you need to be. Not necessarily passive. Peaceful does not mean passive. Peaceful means grounded and calm and clear, loving, open, relaxed. But do all these things and your mind will not need to shut down later and give up in the face of the illogic of something or the pain of something or the tension, the dissonance of holding two contradictory truths or two contradictory needs simultaneously to balance out mind to balance out uh, left and right brain as well as to open intuition the channel has charged with my energies the Labradorite stones and these will help with all of these issues about mind balancing left and right as well as grounding mind in your body so that you can get to the emotions behind things. Keep that in mind if you are interested in a tool and be in touch to the channel with questions about all of these things. He has developed many tools about uh, helping you balance things and open things and rewrite history. Thank you for your time and energy. I hope that this has been helpful to you. Take care of yourself.